When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Luke Gassick joining us tonight on Inside Sports. You mentioned Derek Ryan as well, who's, you know, well-known obviously here because he played university hockey and then went to Europe and, um, you know, was a flame for a couple of years before he came to Edmonton. And he, he just, he, to me, he just keeps defying the odds. I mean, his fourth goal of the season, so he's still got a chance at yet another double-digit goal season. Like, he's just, to me, one of those players every year after the year, you might think, okay, that that's probably it, right? Like, he can't possibly yeah. come back again. And, I mean, you, you, you wouldn't take him out of the lineup <laughs> if you brought in a new forward or two. Yeah, and he can give you some really good minutes down the middle, on the wing. And I remember I went there last year and I was kind of hanging around in the room. And I think that's the first time I saw him like in person. And I don't want to make this sound bad, but I was shocked at how small he was. And I just remember thinking like, it's crazy for the stature and the body of work that he puts in on the ice. He, he doesn't do anything like particularly great, but he does everything well, right? And it's just a guy that seems like he's beloved by his teammates. Like I know the guys, uh, I know the guys really enjoy him on and off the ice, but just giving you valuable minutes. And when you're in a depth role, especially him on the penalty kill, he's just been a really bright spot for this team. And I think you said it perfectly. It's like after every year that he's played, no matter how well he's played, I'm like, oh, they're probably going to move on from him or maybe this is it for him. And he just continues, continues to defy, I think, what a lot of people have thought about his game. Now, having said that, you know, it's it's fun now because we also get to talk big picture for the Oilers and, you know, halfway point of the season, trade deadline, playoffs. Um, you know, the goal here is the cup, ultimately. And so there's talk about rounding out the roster. One name flying around is Corey Perry. Now, he used to be hated here uh, for, but, you know, because he was so good against Edmonton yep. with Anaheim. Uh, he's been on other teams that have gone deep into the playoffs. Look, we don't know the, the full story from Chicago, but there's, there's going to be PR baggage and perceptions with the public, whether they're accurate or not. Um, like, would you want to see the Oilers go down that path? Uh, you know, what 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 are your thoughts here on on Perry? I mean, it sounds like he'll probably wind up somewhere. It sounds like he's going to wind up somewhere. And for me, on the hockey side, what an ad it would be! Like, get some size in there, a little bit of grit, some finish. He can give you some good minutes too. You know, a great veteran that's that's done it before. But I just think that. We, we have no business knowing really what happened. I, I don't think we as fans, watchers of the game really, you know, have a right to know what happened, but whoever signs him is going to have to find that out because I think if this thing gets out after the fact, like it's a PR nightmare waiting to happen. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if. 
maybe there's somebody else or another party involved that is kind of being protected by this. But I just think whatever team that's going to have to sign him is, is going to have to eventually find out what led to his dismissal in Chicago. And I don't know if that includes the general public finding out as well, but it'll be interesting to see what happens because uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm just sure that whoever wants to take this guy on will kind of have to know the nuts and bolts of what happened and whether that leads to the public finding out, we'll see. But on the hockey side, I mean, I would love him in the bottom six. I think he would be the perfect oiler like for, for this run, for the dog days down the stretch here and into the playoffs. He's about as perfect as an oiler as you could ask for in your bottom six. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, ability. I mean, I, I was hoping they could go after him in, in in the summer. Obviously, he signed with Chicago for way more than the Oilers would have been able to fit. But uh, I think yeah. wherever he goes now is probably going to be pretty cheap, cheap, you know, minimum contract or just above. For yeah. sure. uh, we 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 should touch on the Leafs as well um, because we do have Leafs fans in Edmonton or Oilers fans. Love to see the Leafs suffer, as you know. Uh, they, you know, they, yeah, they, they, bit they, of they bit of both. Yeah, I mean, they still have a good record. I, they, I still have a playoff team. I, I still see them as a playoff team. They, they have had some injuries to some key guys as well. But like you said, they're sort of. I mean, they get criticized in the same way the Oilers have been in the past. They got high end talent, but they can't defend. They can't keep the puck out of their own net. And you mentioned. Um, you know, some of the breakdowns last night that helped the Oilers score some goals. Are, are they kind of stuck in that rut or is there hope for them to, to get out of it uh, and defend better this season? How do you look at the leaps? I think there is still hope for them. Obviously um, they have some serious issues though. And one of the biggest ones is on the back end. And I don't think it was ever as desperate for the Oilers as it was as it is for the Leafs right now. You have a one B I call him in Morgan Riley. I don't still don't know after all these years of living here and watching the Leafs, if he's a legit number one guy, I could probably put him there, but past that you have the rest of your decor, probably six guys that are like a four to seven. And you saw last night, they just got exposed in the D zone below their own goal line switches in front of the net. They're just, they're looking around they're, they, It's like, they don't know what to do. Uh, in their own zone. And then past that, if you get past that line of defense, their goaltending situation is just so up in the air. I think Martin Jones has done a great job coming in and stabilizing the position, but do you trust Martin Jones to be the guy if you have Stanley Cup aspirations? I really like Joe Wall. He's been out for six weeks now. I think he can be the guy, but then Sam Samsonov's had his issues. And on top of all of that, I get asked continually, what do you think about Sheldon and this and that? And is he the guy? Is he the problem? And I don't really think he's the problem, but uh, I don't think he's the solution either. I, I see a team that's not playing for their head coach. I see a team that doesn't even look like they want to like listen to what he's saying in game. He has trouble managing his lines. Um, and I just, I don't, I look at a game like last night and as soon as the game ended, I looked at the TV and I was just like, I was with a couple guys and I said, I don't know what more Sheldon could have done tonight coaching wise. I really don't. Couple, couple iffy goals from Jones and really suspect deep play. That's not coaching. Um, but 
all that. I just talked for two minutes and that's like all the issues they have. And I didn't even talk about their forwards, right? And it's a group of forwards that for me is just too soft. They, they just lack the intensity that I would like to see, especially out of a Leafs team that in the past here, my, some of my favorite players, Wendell Clark, Darcy Tucker, Gary Roberts, Ty Domi, like give me some of that. And I think a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi was supposed to bring a little bit of that. He's not producing right now. Um, really the only guy that's been there consistently the whole year has been Austin Matthews. And for me, he's just so laissez-faire, so lackadaisical, gives you the goals. But I just, all in all, Reed, I just, I don't know if this Leafs team is it. I, I, I really don't. Yeah. All right. Well, Luke, this was outstanding as always. Uh, I think you're back with us in a couple of weeks. So uh, we'll see if the Oilers still have a streak going then. That would be amazing if it's still running. Keep it going. Keep it going. Right on. Thanks, Luke. Luke Gazdick checking in, as always, presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Quickly updating the scoreboard here, and the Canadians uh, do win it. So another kind of dramatic win for Montreal as they beat the New Jersey Devils 3-2. Also in overtime, the Red Wings get by the Panthers 3-2. So those are the only two games tonight. That was it. The other game uh, postponed because of travel conditions. It's supposed to be Chicago at Buffalo. Raptors traded Pascal Siakam today. And, uh, well, they don't miss him tonight. They're going to win against Miami. Just over a minute left. Toronto up 119-97. to Oilers tomorrow on this station against the Seattle Kraken. It'll be Oilers now at 4, face-off show at 5.30, and the game will start at 7. Now, I've, I've, I always give out the contact information, and I want to stress that email address, insidesports at 630ched.com. In the intro for this show, it says we want to tell great local stories, and uh, that means, hey, I I don't attend every sporting event in Edmonton. I spend a lot of time covering the Oilers, um, and we've got some of our best segments suggested by you. Now, just because you send me and say, hey, you know, my, my daughter's team uh, scored four goals the other day. Okay, you know, it's got to be a good story, but we'll always look into it and see what's going on. The next segment was indeed from uh, a listener suggestion and Dave Campbell the producer of the show and I uh, checked it out and it's a really good story it's about female hockey and uh, we'll tell you what's going on when we get back Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates Alberta Injury Lawyers go to jameshbrown.com Alright appreciate you tuning in tonight I am pleased to welcome inside to Inside Sports Brian Tolls. He is the head coach and director of the Edmonton Wolves from the Alberta Junior Female Hockey League. Brian, it's Reed. How are you doing? Hey, Reed. Thanks for having me on tonight. Well, thank you very much for uh, hopping on the show. Happy to feature uh, your team and talk about this league a little bit. The uh, AJFHL, of course, I covered the AJHL uh, for several years, the Alberta Junior Female Hockey League, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad we're in touch because I, I think it's important to shine the light on this league because female hockey has come such a long way over the last 25 or 30 years. How long has the, uh, the AJF been, been around? Uh, we're in our 15th season, believe it or not. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're celebrating 15 years this year. All right. Uh, how many how many teams do you have, and how many do we have here in the Edmonton area? 
Well, uh, we're we're at eight strong. Uh, there's been a, some expansion and closing here, here and there, um, and uh, we have three local teams. Um, uh, Sherwood Park plays out of the draw scenario in Strathcona County there, and uh, uh, Port Saskatchewan has a team as well. Okay, so some some good stuff uh, in the capital region. I, you know, you mentioned 15 years, and I, I'm going to flash back to when I I worked in Lloyd Minster. So this would be going back probably about 20 years. And I remember when uh, the the Lloyd Minster they were the Steelers. I don't know if they're still called that. Joined the Alberta Female Midget Hockey League, and that was a big deal that there was a midget league. So just I, I mean, the context of there being now now a junior league, right? I mean, the growth is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, um, growth uh, all around female hockey is growing uh, um, exponentially. Uh, uh, probably, actually, no, for a fact, uh, it, uh, over the men's side, it uh, it has been has been growing exponentially over the past few years, and they've uh, they've actually Hockey Alberta just expanded uh, some teams here into the U18 and uh, uh, sports school model this year. So um, they feel like. Uh, the time is right to expand, and uh, with our league, we we have expanded a couple times and had to contract a couple times. But uh, I think those are growing problems. A uh, little bit of a success story was uh, Lakeland College played a year in our league before they played in the ACAC to uh, um, uh, pretty much establish themselves for for that. Uh, um, league of play, so uh, they come on, uh, won it, and uh, moved on to the ACAC. So um, good on them. But uh, um, yeah, the female hockey strong here in Alberta for sure. All right. So now, is it? Are we talking about the same age range as what it is for for uh, men playing junior, or or what's the the parameters here for who can play in the league? Yeah, for the league, uh, we actually get um, uh, we get a couple. Uh, we have four over age 23 year olds were allowed to have on our roster. So, um, it's, it's a year over what usually with, uh, say the capital city league or the Northeastern or the heritage league, the junior B leagues get, um, and obviously two years more than what, uh, the AJ gets, but, uh, yeah, we're allowed four 23 year olds that, you know, allows for, uh, the growth of the game just because there hasn't been that many amount of numbers and, uh, it seems to work quite well. So, all right, so are, are players, uh, are, are they looking to go youth sports? Are they hoping to get NCAA? Or, or maybe it's a mix. You, you can tell me where, where where do the top players usually graduate to out of the uh, AJFHL? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's a mixture of uh, both, um, which... is why I like it and, and why I'm around. Uh, we, we have a mixture of U18 AAA and U18 AA players that um, may have not gone on to college or haven't gone on to college yet for one reason or another. Uh, um, we have, you know, some players that have been recruited out of there but decided to stay home and uh, focus on their studies. Um, really good students. Um, and then we have a mix of, uh, you know, former ACAC and we had some new sport players come back and play for us um, over the years. Um, I think we have... Uh, probably like seven, seven or eight red, seven red deer Queens and, uh, and an eight player on our team this year. And, uh, um, sorry, former players. And, uh, um, so uh, we get, we get those mixtures of players, you know, coming back from college or wanting to graduate to college. We've graduated players into the ACAC, uh, before. And, uh, I believe actually into 
USACHA, believe, and uh, U-Sport. had a player play for Brock a few years ago. So, Okay, awesome. Brian Tolles joining us tonight, head coach and director of the Edmonton Wolves and the Alberta Junior Female Hockey League. Um, now, I believe the Wolves are having a pretty good season, uh, given the, uh, the info I got from the emailer who suggested this story. Uh, how are the Wolves doing? Uh, yeah, we're on a bit of a heater. Uh, I think we've won nine in a row. We're um, 17, one and one, I think this year, um, it's, uh, pretty good mix of, um, youth and, and, um, older players. Um, it just, you have a team and you have the right mix and, and everybody gets along in a dressing room and, uh, and we have a really good coaching staff this year we do every year. Um, but, uh, it just seems to be kind of all clicking together here right now. And we're, uh, we're just, you know, not sound cliche, but we're literally just taking one game at a time. Last year, we, uh, we finished first in the league in the regular season and uh, got swept in the first round. So, um, it's, uh, there's some learning, uh, learning opportunities there and uh, we're not taking anything for granted this year. What's your home arena? Where do you play out of if someone wants to check you out? Yeah, we're uh, we're at Castle Downs, um, Castle Downs A. Um, where our game, our home games are usually Saturday or Sundays, or both. Um, usually at six o'clock. And uh, if we have to play a, a southern team that has to head home, we're usually around three fifteen. But uh, um, yeah, our, our our website's wolveshockey.ca, and the AJFHL website uh, has full schedule on there as well. Are you guys doing a uh, hockey fight can- uh, hockey fights cancer event later this month? Yeah, yeah, we're actually doing it on Sunday. So we've okay. partnered. Uh, um, we, we're playing the uh, Fort Sassbury. Um, so it's nice to play a local team. So we get lots of people around, and and for a good cause, we're uh, we're partnering with up with uh, um, the Canadian Cancer Foundation and uh, Hockey Fights Cancer. So it's um, it's all through the website, and we'll be posting some stuff on our social media there, how to donate, and uh, we'll be taking donations at the door. So we've had, uh, you know. Uh, you know, just like every other uh, family or team or anything like that, if I've, uh, you know, um, lots of people impacted by the by the disease, so we thought we'd give back. And uh, yeah, we uh, we wear purple anyway, so uh, um, we're asking everybody to wear purple in the stands on uh, Sunday. Uh, I, I know uh, female hockey has been a big part of your life. Uh, how, how did you first get involved? Yeah, um, my. Uh, uh, my stepdaughter, my daughter. Um, so I came around, uh, you know, when she was seven, I started coaching a little bit and helping out. And, and next thing you know, I liked it and I, you know, networked with the right people and, uh, you know, did some, uh, classes and courses and, and I've just been kind of bouncing around and, uh, have my hands in a few different things. So, um, yeah, I've been coaching probably for about, 10, 12 years now, and uh, um, yeah, the the ladies are uh, a great group to coach. They're uh, really literal, and uh, um, and you know they 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 want to learn and and get better every day. It's just uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So uh, until my my gear strip and I, I can't do it anymore, I uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I really I really enjoy it. So uh, it uh, um, they they keep me young. 
Right on. Well, I, I'm happy to hear that, uh, Brian, and, and thanks for shining a light here on the league and the Edmonton Wolves. Yes, yeah, 17-1-1, not bad, not bad. Uh, <laughs> so so all the best with the Hockey Fights Cancer game coming up that Sunday, you said? Yeah, yeah, this Sunday at 6 at Castle Downs B. Okay, uh, wolveshockey.ca if people want to find out more about your team. Hey, really appreciate it. Thanks for making time to hop on the show tonight. All the best the rest of the way. Thanks for having it. Thanks for supporting us in the league. Appreciate it. Excellent. That is Brian Tolles checking in, head coach, executive director uh, director from of the uh, Edmonton Wolves from the Alberta Junior Female Hockey League. So I learned a lot from that uh, interview. So that is, uh, that is some good stuff. Good local story. Great local team. Like you said, uh, trying to learn from last year when they were first overall. Didn't work out in the playoffs. This year cruising along at 17-1-1. Kellen, anything back there quick or are we good? Yeah, uh, just a quick one. DS Barr texted in and said, says, uh, great show today, guys. Thanks so much. And he wanted to put that out to everybody across the board. So from Bob and Brendan and us, hey, we appreciate, we appreciate I should say, you listening to us there, DS Bar, yeah. and to everybody else who tuned in tonight. Okay, that's awesome. Thanks for that, for sure. So tomorrow, uh, five, uh, 5.30 for the face-off show, game at 7. Can the Oilers make it 12 in a row? That's a dozen. Seattle Kraken at Rogers Place. Going to be a fun night. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.